Hello to all my readers and listeners. This is Karen Hunt, aka K.H. Majek, and I have a new essay for you today. I had a long day, very, very busy, but I managed to uh, get this get this one out there. So this is called The Forced Medication of All Citizens. Most men and women will grow up to love their servitude and will never dream of revolution. And that's Aldous Huxley from Brave New World. It all started back in the 1950s with, these drugs will make you feel better, just try them, and people did. Over the years, it morphed into, we recommend these drugs if you don't want to be sick, depressed, or dead. Almost everyone listened and accepted that drugs were the answer and there was no way to live without them. Over the past three years, it's been, you must take these drugs or else you endanger your own life and the lives of those around you. By this point, people were so conditioned to take drugs that they thought nothing of submitting to an experimental mRNA gene therapy that the experts promised would keep them safe. Within the next couple of years, it will be, you are required to take these drugs by law, and if you don't, you will go to prison for endangering the planet. Having been consistently brainwashed for all these years, most people will unquestioningly comply. Those who don't will be informed on by neighbors, co-workers, even their own family members for the safety of the planet. Too radical, you say? Read on and see. On Saturday, Woody Harrelson hosted SNL and told a story about a crazy movie script he read in 2019 while smoking a joint in Central Park. The movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. Hey, nobody can talk like that, especially not a celebrity, not even on SNL, just to be funny. Immediately, his comedy routine had to be debunked. Insider explained that Harlson's comments seemed to reference a widely debunked fringe theory that big pharmaceutical companies created the COVID-19 pandemic to make money off of vaccines. I know, crazy idea. So fringe. Nobody would be stupid enough to fall for a conspiracy theory like that. Remember the big chemical spill in Palestine, Ohio, a couple of weeks ago? It's already old news, but guess what? It's been reported that some Palestine residents have developed rashes, sore throats, nausea, and headaches after returning to their homes. Naturally, they're worried that their symptoms were related to the chemicals released from the train derailment. Call me as crazy as Harrelson, but what are the two earliest signs of radiation poisoning? Nausea and vomiting. Sometimes nausea and vomiting represent the first round of signs of radiation poisoning. And skin damage. The areas exposed to radiation may form blisters and in some cases open sores. 
Now, I'm not saying the residents are suffering from radiation sickness, but maybe, just maybe, this latest disaster is conditioning us to accept the time when we are ordered to take anti-radiation drugs for an upcoming nuclear catastrophe. The disaster could be real, or it couldn't. We have no way of knowing. There are countless examples of our government conducting experiments on its own people by releasing toxins into the air and not telling anyone about it. As just one example, from 1944 to 1974, both the Defense Department and the Atomic Energy Commission conducted hundreds of secret experiments in San Francisco and around the country that exposed unsuspecting patients to dangerous doses of radiation, including injections including injections of plutonium. All of which makes me wonder about COVID and the Wuhan lab. Any suggestion of a lab leak was a conspiracy theory, until it wasn't. We are now being told that the Energy Department has now concluded with low confidence that the COVID-19 pandemic most likely began after an unintentional laboratory leak in China, according to the Wall Street Journal. First, it's concluded, then it's low confidence. Well, which one is it? The constant back and forth keeps us in a heightened state of anxiety and confusion. An example of the contradictions they feed us is how lab-grown meat is supposed to be healthy, while at the same time, it's made from precancerous and cancerous animal cells. According to Bloomberg, for decades, companies such as Pfizer Inc. and Johnson & Johnson have cultured large volumes of cells to produce vaccines, monoclonal antibodies, and other biotherapeutics. Now the idea is that we might as well eat these cells too. They are quietly using what are called immortalized cells, something most people have never eaten intentionally. Immortalized cells are a staple of medical research, but they are, technically speaking, precancerous and can be, in some cases, fully cancerous. So, let me get this straight. We can't get cancer from eating meat grown from animals' cancer cells because animal cancer can't cross over to humans. But we got COVID from someone eating an animal from a wet market because viruses can cross over from animals to humans. Except that now we are, we are being told it didn't happen like that. Actually, it's true that the genetically mutated man-made virus escaped from the Wuhan lab, and that's how we all got infected. But it's concluded with low confidence. <laughs> it's just all so crazy. So, is it a bioweapon or isn't it? Will they ever give us details on how the virus was mutated? Don't we have a right to know, considering we are the ones being infected, if it's all true, of course, and how do we know if it is or it isn't? And then a few days ago, local news stations in West Virginia and Maryland reported a mysterious dust that fell from the sky. But don't worry, because the experts said it was a wind-blown dust event and that the likely explanation is that dust carried aloft from Texas and New Mexico into the Midwest. Why can't they ever say anything definitive? Why is it only the likely explanation? What good are experts if they are never sure of anything? 
Now, what happens if there is some kind of explosion, or maybe, or many of them, across the country, or in Europe, or perhaps both places, and everyone is ordered to take anti-radiation medication? Are you going to say no? You might be the most skeptical person in the world. You might not believe a single thing senile Joe Biden and his inept administration says, or the lies the media feeds you. But you will still take those pills, and you will give them to your children. Back in October 2022, we were reading headlines like, U.S. buys $290 million in anti-radiation drugs amid Putin's nuke threats, along with President warned of the prospect of Armageddon being sparked by warmongering Russian leader Vladimir Putin. More conditioning. And by the time the next pandemic arrives in 2024-25, just after the WHO has so conveniently finalized its pandemic preparedness treaty, requiring every country in the world to follow its protocols, nobody will have any fire left inside of them to object to their forced medication. They will just be thankful they survived the radiation. Of course, people will be experiencing all kinds of strange and terrible ailments. Long COVID and sudden deaths will be nothing in comparison. Thank goodness the UN announced on Monday that governments began negotiating the draft of a WHO instrument on pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response. How comforting to know they are looking ahead to protect us. This is a one-size-fits-all response, with the WHO having the authority to declare a pandemic at any time it wants to do so. According to the Epoch Times, the Biden administration is in the process of finalizing a deal that would make the WHO near-total authority to dictate America's policy during a pandemic. This includes vaccine policies, lockdown policies, school closure policies, the contact tracing of U.S. citizens, and even the monitoring of online speech if that speech goes against the official narrative. Which, of course, is labeled a conspiracy theory by the mainstream media. And yet, NPR actually quoted Tedros, Director General of the WHO, saying this about the treaty. The idea behind this upcoming session of the World Health Assembly, Tedros says, is to start sketching out a new world order to handle future health crises. We don't have rules of the game, Tedros says, of the current situation. To manage shared problems like pandemics, you need laws and rules that bring obligations to countries. That's what we miss. And I hope countries will agree to a binding pact so that pandemics can be managed better. Back in January 2022, Tedros explained the treaty was a priority to urgently strengthen the WHO as the leading and directing authority on global health at the center of the global health architecture. We all want a world in which science triumphs over misinformation, solidarity triumphs over division, and equity is a reality, not an aspiration. According to the WHO, this treaty needs to be signed and implemented by 2024. A lot needs to happen before then, all of which could very well lead to cancellation of the United States presidential election. We are running out of time. It's 90 minutes to midnight, the closest the doomsday clock has ever been to midnight, and the clock is ticking. Events certainly seem to be leading up to an apocalypse. 
on February 14th, it was announced by Norwegian intelligence that Russia was deploying nuclear weapons for the first time since the Cold War. And on February 21st, Russian President Vladimir Putin declared that Moscow was suspending his participation in the New START Treaty, the last remaining nuclear arms control pact with the United States. Analysts agree that Russia's tactical weapons stockpile is a hedge against the qualified superiority of NATO conventional forces. Not necessarily a first-strike solution, but rather a tool meant to level the playing field in the event that Russia starts losing a major continental war. It would appear that the United States is rushing headlong into a nuclear confrontation with Russia, and we are being conditioned to respond accordingly by taking our meds. Yesterday, the World Health Organization recommended nations stockpile meds for radiological catastrophes. Governments need to make treatments available for those in need fast. It is essential that governments be prepared to protect the health of populations and respond immediately to emergencies. This includes having ready supplies of life-saving medicines that will reduce risks and treat injuries from radiation. Well, what is the best way to respond to global emergencies fast? A legally binding agreement whereby all member states abide by rules imposed by the WHO. According to the Epoch Times, Francis Boyle, professor of international law at the University of Illinois College of Law, said that that the treaty would, would set up a worldwide medical police state under the control of the WHO, and in particular, WHO Director General Tedros. Physician Merrill Nass said, if these rules go through as currently drafted, I, as a doctor, will be told what I am allowed to give a patient and what I am prohibited from giving a patient. Whenever the WHO declares a public health emergency. So they can tell you you're getting remdesivir, but you can't have hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. What they're also saying is they believe in equity, which means Everybody in the world gets vaccinated, whether or not you need it, whether or not you're already immune. Whoever drafted this clause knew as much about constitutional law and international law as I did, and deliberately drafted it to circumvent the power of the Senate to give its advice and consent to treaties, to provisionally bring it into force immediately upon signature, Boyle said. Woody Harrelson's SNL monologue is looking more and more like reality and less and less like a conspiracy theory. So let's not forget it. And I'm going to say it again. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. And if that's still too radical for you, sit back and watch another episode of SNL. But only if they promise to muzzle any future celebrities who dare to spout off conspiracy theories that make us feel uncomfortable. (laughs) And that's it. Thank you so much for listening, for reading. Please share, comment, subscribe, and God bless.